I'm Deva Flowers. And I'm Chief Bob Vasquez. Welcome to Creating Leaders of Character. Our purpose in creating this podcast is to help you empower yourself as a leader. Specifically as a leader of character. Deva and I come from two very different times. You might consider me an old school kind of leader. And I'm what might be considered an emerging leader. As different as our perspectives may be, we both agree that leading with character is important these days. Actually, it's always been important. Now, it may even be critical. Throughout this podcast, we'll share our perspectives, not to convince you to think like either of us, but to help you develop your own perspectives and apply them to make you a better leader. A leader of character. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Hey, Ms. Deva, how are you doing on this very cold evening? I'm uh, good. Glad to see you're, uh, you're still around, Chief. <laughs> you made I'm, it through. <laughs> I'm not frozen yet. Boy, yeah. kind of a weird. Uh, all of this, these temperatures around the country have been uh, crazy, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. even uh, even Texas is cold. So uh, I, I don't know, maybe that, well, wait a minute, that can't be climate change, right? Because that would be the opposite. Right. We, <laughs> we won't get, we won't get not, into that. Not really sure how it works. Um, yeah. You know, I start school on Tuesday, and last time we had this crazy freeze, they canceled school. So maybe I don't start school on Tuesday. Oh, wow. Uh, who wow. knows? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and, and although I got to tell you, you know, I used to teach, uh, I guess I'm still on the roster as a, an instructor over at the, the University of Colorado, Colorado Springs, UCCS. And um, it, it was always funny that the my students were always looking forward to that, you know, a snow day or, you know, a holiday or whatever. So they wouldn't come to have to come to class. And I tell them, you know, you, you, you're paying me a lot of money to teach you this stuff. And now you don't want to come. That doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. So, uh, I don't know. And I always told him, you know, I hope that I'm teaching you something in, or enough that you're willing and want willing. That's what we're going to talk about today. Or, or uh, willing to make the sacrifice to come to class because you might learn something, you know. And um, although I, I guess uh, most of us, if not all of us, fall into that trap of just filling the squares. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, and as you know, I taught at the Air Force Academy. And a lot of times the, the, the cadets were more interested in just getting the through the class than learning the the subject matter, which sometimes, and you know, we can argue, they would argue that there are a lot of classes that they didn't need to take to be an officer. And mm-hmm. probably, maybe so, I don't know, we'd have, we, could, we could argue. But nonetheless, someone uh, in a higher pay grade decided that these are important things so you should learn them so you can be a good officer or whatever and uh, but anyway you're and you're finishing up your last semester yes i am i graduate in may and i have i have a question for you um i just reminded me and we're talking about older generations younger generations excuse me wiser generations um so nowadays it seems like attendance is mandatory. I'm just telling you for for my my classes, mandatory meaning you're going to get points off your grade if you don't show up. Really? I know it's probably different for the academy, but I was wondering whenever you were younger, I know maybe high school was mandatory, but with college mandatory? I mean, uh, or could you just skip? Because I, I, in all these movies, people just sleep in and, oh, I didn't go to class today. And I don't know. Well, I guess when I was going to college, I guess if you were smart enough to pass the test, whatever that, whatever it took, you know, and if the teachers taught from the books that you had to buy and and you could read the book and understand it, 
then I suppose you could just take the test really and, and, and not ever show up, you know, but, um, but, uh, and, you know, it's interesting because we, as you know, we just went through that pandemic a few years ago where all of you guys, all of well, all of us, because I was still teaching at the academy, uh, had to go home and teach from home and learn from home. And there was a big uh, rigmarole from a lot of people that, that that was, you know, that that they didn't want, they couldn't learn that way. But that that means that then you should go to class because you, yeah. you prefer to learn in the classroom, which is that I always prefer that. I, I, I yeah. as many, and I've done a few uh, classes online and I, I just don't like that. You know, I like the, even though you like right now we're seeing each other, uh, but, and that's okay, but it's not the same as ha being in the same room, you know, and yeah. uh, feeling that spirit that, uh, that each person has. But, um, but nonetheless, you know, again, I, I think it does always go back to, I just want to get through the class. I don't care yeah. if I learn anything, I, I, you know, and, and, I, and that, I think that's maybe natural. I, I don't know. Uh, but uh, although I, I, there were, when I was going to college, there were plenty of those classes, but when I got to my master's, then I was all in because that yeah. was my, that was what I wanted to learn about. What you was know? your master's in, sir? I have a, one in adult education and one in uh, human relations. So oh. th those are the things that got me hired to teach what I taught at, uh, at character at the Academy with the character leadership. So, um, you know, it, it paid off. I learned, but I did like to learn and I had some really good professors and I, that's a, a big thing. I think, uh, isn't it David with, I mean, especially with you, well, maybe every generation, if you, if you appreciate, if you respect the professor, you're more likely to be involved and get involved in, uh, in the class. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I almost fight it because sometimes I will, find a reason to um not respect a professor for one reason or another um it's something they say or, or something they do academically and and i i fight it I, I i keep selling telling myself you need to you know really take to what they're saying into consideration and i think i'm it's against my nature it's, it's so hard for me to to do that um i don't know if i've ever told you this chief this is something that i rarely think about and i don't think i've told but two or three people. Um, but I have a wonderful mentor, uh, from civil air patrol that, uh, went with me when I visited the Academy. Um, we were sitting at PF Chang's and before this moment, all I ever wanted was to go to the air force Academy. Um, you know, I, I'd spent nine or seven years at that point and then nine years in total with civil air patrol. And uh, we were at PF Chang's and I was talking about all the things I was doing to get ready for my application. And he looked at me and said, you wouldn't do well at the academy. And I was so shocked. I was, I, I had no idea. And he didn't have any follow-up either. And he'll <laughs> listen to this. He'll, he'll listen to this and laugh, but it wasn't until later that I, uh, I kind of blew him off and I was like, what are you talking about? I, I'm, I'm smart. I can do this. Um, he ended up telling me later that it's because he doesn't think that I do well, um, uh, doing things that I don't think are, right um like doing things for sport or doing things like i apparently i he said i'm someone that would fight back you know um and uh and uh some of the things that you have to do as a, you know as a soldier or as uh especially a freshman cadet would be yes sir opportunities you know <laughs> yeah. things that you you uh you really shouldn't really raise your hand and say but sir <laughs> yeah. so um so yeah. yeah that that's something that that uh 
later it helped but uh at first i thought he thought they just thought i'm stupid but yeah <laughs> well and and and, and... He may have been an older person. I don't know who who you're talking about, but uh, back in the day, I think that's the way it was at the academy. I'm, you know, this is my experience with uh, with cadets. Uh, now, we uh, the the good professors. I think, in my perspective, the good professors allow that. They yeah. don't, you know, we we we. If we do educators, if if we're doing the right job, is we're teaching people how to think, not what to think. Kind of like what we talk about on our podcast. You know, uh, we're not we're trying not to be prescriptive in what we're saying, just yeah. maybe descriptive in the sense that this is how it is or was, and this is how we think. Younger generation, older generation, and you make up your own mind. You know, we say that in in the introduction. But um, so I think nowadays the academy is is more that way than. Ever, but there are some professors I know that you know do it. My, I've told you that story. Do it the way I told you, or I'll kill you. Yeah, and, you know that's going to, to extreme, but nonetheless, it it's kind of that way, you know. And uh, but but it's I think it's changed. I think it's evolved, and that's a good thing, you know. Because education, uh, I just had a conversation with a couple of chiefs this week, and I we talked about the, the questions, important questions, and I I think the important, the most important question is, what do you think mm -hmm. as a leader? Wherever you are, whatever you're leading, whoever you're leading, what do you think is very powerful if you do it sincerely? You know, if you're asking, and uh, uh, Ken Blanchard says, none of us is as smart as all of us. And that is so powerful, you know? So if the only way you're going to get all of us is to ask the question, what do you think? What's your opinion? And um, so anyway, it's a little bit different anymore. But uh, I... Uh... Uh, sorry, Chief. I, I just wanted to say Kenneth Blanchard um, wrote One Minute Manager, I think. Um, I love that book. If anybody yeah, yeah. listening reads that, it's so, so important. I, yeah. I, I've given that to so many mentees, and uh, it's it's just so good. It is. It is. Well, let's talk about the topic we were going to talk about, uh, Miss Deva. Well, we okay. started talking about uh, what I'm, I, I guess, tentatively calling a, a character discovery process you know we're talking about character of course that's the the, the main topic but i think and i think i said it in the previous um, uh, podcasts it, it's a it's a matter of discovering this it's it's in you you just have to discover it or maybe rediscover it hard telling we could get pretty philosophical uh, probably uh, but uh, for, at least for our purposes is to discover that and it is a process you know the, there's things that you think the, the a way to do this better than just thinking you're going to do it you know you're not just going to have character you know at the academy we talked a lot uh, a lot about flipping the switch you don't just flip the switch and all of a sudden you're a person of character it doesn't happen that way you know and uh you don't just go to a class and pass it and all of a sudden you have character it just doesn't happen that way so i think you have to discover it or, or at least the tenets of it and then de develop those but there is a process. And uh, if you remember the last couple of episodes, we talked about I can being able to, you know, get get it in your head that I have the capacity to do this, this, whatever this, uh, how I'm trying to improve myself. And uh, and then now the second part is I will, which is uh, like, I think a lot of people, I think this is where people fail mostly, you know, I, I to know, but not to do is not to know. Uh, it's, it's funny because I, I want some, sometimes I listen to the conversations Deb is having with one of my daughters, either one of them. And often I, I hear on the other end, uh, one of the daughters say, I know. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm thinking, 
well, let's see how far this goes. Because, Why do you have this problem? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, fix it, you know. Uh-huh. But, but yeah, I know how to fix it. I, I know how to feel better. Well, then do it, <laughs> you know. It's uh, almost uh, like, I know, I know, stop talking so I don't have to do what you're telling me to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I am I'm struggling with that right now actually and I uh, I have been trying to get over this this little fear of mine. So uh Joel do, does great in the car, but I find it really hard to go out into an environment where I'm not sure, you know, necessarily if we're going to be safe. I'm not sure who's going to be at the grocery store that day or I'm not going to be, you know, I tried to go hiking the other day, but there was a, a homeless camp right in front of the the entrance and there was right after you walk through the gate there was tents everywhere and a bunch of people and anyways unknown situations so i know school starts on tuesday and i know that i'm gonna have to drive him two times a week um to my mom's uh and be in the car a lot and leave so i know jake is telling me i know i can get in the car and i can even maybe you know console him some way or another or pull over like it'll be fine and even if he cries it's not the end of the world. Everyone's okay. Um, I know all those things, but I'm, I was not doing it. He's four months old and I rarely take him. Um, so, so I'm, I'm, I took him today. The people at break check were very nice to me. It made it a very good experience. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's one aspect where that's something I need to do and just kind of get over it. I will. Well, and, and, That'll take experience, though, Deva. There's there's so much when you're raising a child that you fear, you worry, you're concerned, and then after you've done it a couple of times and, and nothing bad happened, then yeah. you realize, oh, this is okay. You know, yeah. it's uh, uh, like crying. The babies cry, you know, and that's because they're uncomfortable for for one reason or the other. You know, they're hungry or they're tired or all all those things. But as as you have uh, gained experience with that, you realize that when he does that and, and i think well I, I know they have different cries you know you'll you'll know when it's a it's a cry for hunger of, of hunger uh it's a cry of, of uh you know uh, pain or whatever and and mom i think maybe some of it is instinctive but moms will, will figure it out pretty quickly i think and and then you, yeah. you'll deal with it you know again and you'll, you'll you'll get over it as you get used yeah. To it. yeah definitely but, uh, but but you have to do it you know you 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 will do it or else you pay the consequence, yeah. right? Whatever that may be. I mean, then you don't finish school. Never leave, or the, house. Never leave the house. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, there's actually like billions of people who have been through this, Deva. I know. Uh, it's, it, I don't understand how. It's so hard. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I really don't. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, uh, you will get through it. You will. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm, I'm reminded of an earlier conversation we had about, uh, the older professor or the the professor that might be a little less cl- inclined to cater to this new thing we're talking about with uh, being more lenient to other newer ideas. And I recently had a conversation that gave me a lot of empathy for both sides, but specifically for the the older generation. I'm, I'm sure, you know, they're your peers, really. So so you could understand. But uh, an older gentleman in uh, Civil Air Patrol came to me uh Uh, with a complaint about one of my mentees and my mentee had come to him super excited it was an uh uh, organizational activity we did for uh airplanes so the kids were learning how to fly an airplane without getting in the airplane so kind of like basic flight school 
um, and I was helping organize it. And um, one of the mentees was supposed to teach a class, younger 14 year old boy. Um, and he started to argue with the older gentleman about something with the, something with the way you were going to, they were going to teach it. Um, so the older gentleman came to me and, and told me to kind of put him in check because he doesn't know how many flight hours he's had or how many, I think he, he, he was a pilot for a long time, very qualified. Um, and, and so, uh, he wanted me to tell the, the child how much he should respect him. And I just wanted to bring that back because it might not be the case that, um, they're angry or upset or don't want to change their ways. But also I think that they feel disrespected maybe, um, uh, if, if older, uh, generations want to share their knowledge, but don't want to be, uh, questioned in any way or want to change their ways uh i think it's maybe because i mean maybe there's not enough respect shown um to how to their experience or their their yeah. i'm not sure your take on that but that was just yeah. random well and, and you know you some people i i think educators fall into this trap that they believe they're experts and and that they may be you know i'm I don't know. They may have enough experience, enough knowledge, enough training and all that kind of stuff to be an expert. But that that doesn't make them all knowing. And that mm-hmm. nowadays, especially with the technology and all that, you know, AI and all, I don't know okay. who is an expert. I guess AI is the expert and wherever that information is coming from, I have no idea because I don't know enough about AI. But uh, Googling and that type of stuff that you grew up with, that, that's uh, that's easy for you to do because you almost understand it or you have an idea of what what it does but the older generations don't we didn't come up with that stuff so it, uh, unless you're willing to uh, uh, and i'm speaking for the older generation unless you're willing to learn that new technology or at least accept that it's available to the youngsters goes back to what we were just talking about and and opening uh, being uh, uh, open enough to learn what the youngster knows you know that that takes a lot of strength. I think a lot of courage in in, in many ways, because I mean we're talking about self-efficacy. Going back to that, that mm-hmm. kind of depletes your self-efficacy because what you're saying is I spent 30 years studying this and now I really don't know anything. Well, mm-hmm. you know I think it was Socrates. Didn't he get uh, uh, have to drink the hemlock or something uh, because <laughs> he said I, I don't know nothing and neither do you. Something yeah, to that effect. I won't to yeah, you. He said it in Greek though. Yeah, I don't know how it came out, but. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, you know that that's kind of a tough thing for for someone. It's not age related, really necessarily, uh, but it is tough having done all the work, developing supposedly an expertise, and then people not respecting that. You know, I and have it, a go ahead. Oh, sorry, sir. I have a I have a business minor, and uh, I have a group of friends who are starting a new construction business, and they sent me their business plan. And I'm thinking, this is great. You know, I'm, I'm understanding all these terms about tax law and all this makes so much sense. And I said, yeah, I, I chat GPT'd it. And I made some edits. I was like, oh my goodness, all these things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, uh, I, I, I have a, a, a friend, I guess, uh, who wrote a book uh, on leadership. And the way he wrote it is he wrote his, wrote his uh, perspective and then he chat chat gpt did and mm-hmm. then wrote the uh, or included the perspective that the machine uh, 
shared. And as I, I was reading it, you know, there is a, a, a distinct difference between the human thought and the machine thought. Now, maybe now because I am an expert, you know that. The, that's why <laughs> I could uh, figure out the, that there was a difference. Uh, so, and you know, the having taught at the academy, those professors up there, they know the difference. And you know, a lot of we always worried and we always had conversations about cheating because that's a, a big no-no at the academy. Uh, but cadets would get caught because the professors would read that. Wait a minute, this is not you, and this is not a human thought. You know, so it, it, there's a difference. There really is, and um, and you can figure that out if if you're astute enough. Did you hear that word, astute? I don't know what it means, but I saw it on uh, Chat GPT. But uh, oh, okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, learning and uh, willfulness is it, all of this is not an easy thing. But again, I think I think we all have it. We all have the capacity for it. We just need to discover it. Yeah. So Absolutely. Let's, let's talk more about this next week. We're out of time. Yeah, we didn't get into it too much. Next no, time. we didn't, but that's okay. <laughs> this is an introduction to I will. See you next week. You too. Thank you for listening. We hope that there was something that you heard in this episode that will help empower you to become a better leader. A leader of character. If you'd like to connect with us, please email us at cloc at leadershipandforesight.org. Until next time, be great. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight.